Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Sad Sisters Podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Maddie. And this week we are going to be talking about core memories. We actually tried recording this once in the car and yeah. that did not turn out well. Before we get into it, let's roll intro. All right, so me and Maddie are going to just share our most embarrassing moments with you. And we already had to do this once, yes, so, so we'll be as bad this Yeah, time. We're, we're a little salty about having to do it again because we've already gone through the pain of sharing our this the first time with each other. I'll let you start off with uh, your beach story. Or is it a beach? Uh, T-ball. T-ball. Okay, so last episode I mentioned jokingly about pooping my pants, which was actually a core memory that I think about often. I think about... Out of all of my core memories, like those just really embarrassing moments, this is the one that comes to mind the most. And it involves me being little but old enough to not be pooping my pants. And I was in T-ball. And I have a deathly fear of porta-potties. Like I would rather poop on the ground and bury it than have to go in a porta-potty. Because I didn't want to go in there. Like my mom was telling me a story. I didn't have this last time, but my mom was saying that when I was little and she tried to make me go on a, like a porta potty and I looked in mm-hmm. there and I was like, but there's poop in there and I can see cord. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, that is like something I would say right now. <laughs> but, uh, so I didn't want to go and I know I was up to bat and I could just feel that thing. Like it was ready. Like I was, I was crowning. <laughs> and, uh, near the end of the game, I just, like, could not hold it, so I pooped my pants, like, right as we're getting ready to leave, and we're in the car, and I rode home with friends, so they're like, man, who farted, like, going on about it, and they were making fun of one of the boys in the car, saying, like, oh, Nick, you did that, and I was like, oh, God, it's me, <laughs> so I get home, and I, like, disposed of all the evidence, like, it didn't bring this up until a week ago, so literally nobody knew until I told my mom, like, hey, we're gonna do an episode about core memories, and... And then I mentioned this one, and she's like, yeah, I had no idea. And I was like, I thought you were just being real. Like, you knew and didn't say it because you didn't want me to be embarrassed. That's so, so funny. Now it's like when I go down to the park, it's like I go past that little t-ball field, and it's like all I can think about. Yeah, I can. I just said like so many times. It's okay. I'll cut it out. But uh, I was saying last time one more stage and of... Remembering, remembering, and I would have like a phantom turd in my pants. Like I'm just PTSD flashback. For those of you who don't know, a core memory is like a stronger memory than just like normal memories because your brain is insane. And when you remember something, you're not actually remembering it. You're just remembering the last time you remembered it. Mm -hmm. And so a core memory is something that implanted itself in your brain and like she said, you can almost like phantom feel yes. the experience. It's like the one that you think of before you go to bed at night because it just never leaves. And you just go, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> yes. Right. And it, you can like feel secondhand embarrassment from that previous experience when you think about it. Yeah. I actually had one that I didn't mention that happened like a couple weeks ago. Ooh, tell me, tell me. And now I'm like, man, I'm going to think about this every day. And it was, I ran into a girl from high school who I like, I really wasn't we were kind of on and off again friends so it's awkward because I haven't really like seen her forever I'm like hey how are you because I didn't want to like just I was trying to be more social you know she's like good how are you I was like good how are you and I was like fuck 
trying to be like, and I'm like, you know what? A girl that I'm never going to talk to again in my life, and that's going to be what I think about until the day I die, that I kept asking how for well, you. we went to McAllister's the other day, and they were like, enjoy your food. And I went, you too. And they went, fuck. I hate myself. And, I, and I've talked about it the rest of the day, just because, like, it, and I'm like, everybody does that. But, yeah, it's the same feeling of just embarrassment of being like, why did I say that? <laughs> so one of my core memories, this is like the first time I ever decided to like flirt with a boy. It's my favorite story. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't told like anybody my whole life until I told Maddie a month or two ago. And it, we were at the beach when I told her because it just triggered this core memory that I just shoved deep down and tried to never think of, but think of very often. But we were at this beach and I remember like walking down to the water and there was this boy and he was digging a hole like 10 feet from the water and the hole was dug so deep that he like had started to take on water. And I remember walking up and I was feeling so cute because I had just bought my first bathing suit that I got to pick out so it wasn't just like a one-piece speedo. <laughs> and I remember it was a black tankini two-piece that like had, was black with pink flowers all over it. And I was like, I am so cute. I am a beach babe. <laughs> I was probably like, I don't even know, like eight to 10 years old. <laughs> Poseidon would be lucky to have me. <laughs> yes, I was you out there beach bitch. <laughs> throwing my hair around. <laughs> so yeah, eight year old, like chunky flat body, but not flat body because I was chunky. <laughs> Built like an Amazon box. I was, I was literally an egg. <laughs> so I walk up to this boy and I'm like standing over his hole and he just looks up at me and I go, impressive. <laughs> and I just remember him like looking at me and like raising his eyebrows and like widening his eyes and being like, thanks. <laughs> and I was just like, get out of here. Like run away to be as far away as you can and I remember it was just the first time I ever flirted with a boy and I was so confident going into it and he was just like the fuck is this egg doing here <laughs> he's like get away dumpty <laughs> literally I was just so embarrassed so and I like I didn't tell my mom about it like anybody that day for the rest of my life, I've just kept that a secret because I was so embarrassed over it at the time. Oh my god. And like, okay, so after he had said like, thanks, were you like, oh, like, were you, or did you still like, were you feeling yourself still? No, I remember, like, like, I can feel the sand beneath my body. I remember being so embarrassed that I just like ran into the water and like sat down and just was like, don't look at me, don't. Like you're about ready to drown. Just not I, at yeah. all. I was like, if you're lucky enough, a wave will come in and just end you. <laughs> okay, so my most traumatic. This is pro this isn't like a, a happy, goofy little memory. It's kind of like it made me feel really embarrassed and sad, and it has mm -hmm. to deal with me having an eating disorder. So I think it was probably like 2013. I'm guessing, and my mom had booked a trip and we were just staying at Turkey Run but she had got us a really cool like old hotel that was on the little park or whatever. We I before you go on, I wanted to mention 
we never said what our ages are now, and we always talk about how this was, like, in the past. Oh, yeah. I'm 24. And I'm 25. And so this happened, you know, close to 10 years ago now. Yeah, so. it, was, it was a while. For some reason, this one feels like it could have been the other day. Mm-hmm. So we get to this hotel. It's super nice. We're, like, having a good time. Like, keep in mind, I still have all the symptoms of an eating disorder. Still, like, mm-hmm. not keeping my food down well. And the next morning, we go, and there's a breakfast buffet, and, like, if you're bulimic, bulimic you know that buffets are, like, a, mm-hmm. like, a, oh, shit, a trigger. No. Yeah. So I ate, like, definitely too big of a breakfast. When I went upstairs, of course, I had to go to the bathroom and throw up, but the plumbing in there, because this was, like, an ancient hotel, like, it was, like, cabiny, like, really cool looking. It's different than it is now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, plumbing now can house a whole, <laughs> I don't know, like, a child. That's For not real. a good comparison, but... <laughs> and, uh, this one could not so when I flushed it it literally went all over flooded the bathroom mm-hmm. obviously my poop isn't gonna look like biscuits and gravy so I know yeah. that I threw up and it was the most embarrassing I mean because obviously my parents are mad and they already kind of knew like what was going on so mm-hmm. it's even more embarrassing and until then it was it's kind of bulimia was unspoken. It was like we knew, but we didn't talk about it. Right. Unless it was they caught me throwing up, then they'd be pissed. So and did they uh, ever? Um. Yeah, I think they had a few times, and I don't really remember directly what was said. It was more of a like you just you need to stop. This is a choice you're making, which oh, okay. I think a lot of people perceive bulimia that way. Yeah. Until you're in it, and then you kind of realize, hey, this it can be comparable to like an addiction because that's how it feels. Right. But that was like the probably the most embarrassing time I've had. Yeah. And actually, we're going to get into Maddie's story a little more down the line. I'm not quite sure the schedule yet. But Maddie was by far the most loved sad (laughs) sister and the most fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, you guys ate her episode up. And so yeah, we're gonna and I feel like I just touched the surface of that because there is a lot I don't remember. But if I sit down and really, really think about Mm -hmm. things that or if I'm just, like, talking, I'll remember specific things that happened. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Because it was, like, pretty... It was a horrible eight years of my life. <laughs> yeah, and that's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, look forward to that. Or don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I I don't know. Last time I didn't really share anything too deep of a core memory like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I did tell you afterwards, like, the first time I ever had a suicidal thought. And mm-hmm. it was in high school when I said that I didn't have those issues. But I guess I did because it was the first time I had thought, you know, like that. Um, when I was young, my whole family, not just my mom, my dad, my grandparents, everybody put the fear of God into me over getting pregnant. My boyfriend then is my husband now. And, you know, we had a scare. And I was just like, yeah, if worse comes to worse, I'll just kill myself. That's just what it is. And I got my period in the night, but I'm normal again. <laughs> it was just such a, like, quick decision. Yeah, you know? like that's exactly immediately where your brain went to is like, well, okay, gotta die. Right, right. <laughs> no and, other option. And then after that happened, that scare was over, I just went back to normal of like thinking I was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when push came to shove and I was put under any kind of stress, like that's, you know, where my brain went. And so. And it's weird because I feel like once you hit that point to where you think of, man, I, because a, a lot of times for me, it'd be like, I would rather die than have to live through another day of feeling the way I feel. Right. And that was like a common thought. So it's like now, even though I'm in a lot better state of mind, as soon as I have a bad day, I'm like, sure, be nice to die. <laughs> it's like the most casual thing my brain comes I know, with. I don't even, oh, you came over and I was like, yeah, so I was crying yesterday. <laughs> I was like, casual. 
The way we talk about crying, it's just like so normal. As if you're going pee, like I was crying. It's yeah. like you know what I mean. You have to do it. I have to cry. I do. Like, and I also cry over literally everything. Like, mm-hmm. so there was one time a Disney commercial came on of the family doing sign language, and I just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we were with one of Matt's friends, and he was like, "Oh, is she okay?" And Matt was just like, "Yeah, she does this all the time." <laughs> I literally cried to a video of a chicken walking around wearing pants. So like. oh, yeah, that's that's just us in a nutshell. <laughs> on, a, on a happier, more fun core memory of mine, if you guys have been to Indiana Beach recently, <laughs> you'll know, I don't even know if it's a thing anymore, actually, but ever in the past 10 years, the black water slide is closed. I did that. <laughs> I was like one of the first kids to ever get stuck in that water slide. I just remember going to the top and like everybody had their partners and we were going to either try to fit me in with somebody or I was just going to go by myself. I was going to go down the black water slide and I'd never done that before. And they're like, it's pitch black. It's so fun. You'll have that so much fun. That was a big fun. deal though. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. We always went down the blue one because mm-hmm. we were too scared to go down the jet black one. And so I get up there and my mom like tells them what we're, we're either going to squeeze her in or she can go on her own. And if my mom's like, if she meets like the regulations and the guy looked at me and it's just like some shithead 15 year old at the time, you know, he looks at me and goes, yeah, she's big enough. She's definitely big enough. God. And I just remember being like, oh, in that black tankini bathing suit. <laughs> I'm just like, this is just not it for me. Yeah. He basically goes, yeah, she's definitely chunky enough to get down the slide by herself. And I go by myself and I am like, man, this ride is taking a long time. (laughs) And it's like I said, you cannot see your hand in front of your face. No sense of time or reality. Yeah. And I'm I'm like too scared to like stick my hand out and touch the wall and see if we're moving. We're me if I'm moving. And so I'm just like laying in this inner tube by myself. (laughs) And I hear my mom down at the end of the tunnel go, Marie, (laughs) which is what my family calls me. And my mom all the time, she'll bring it up and be like, you were so young and just like, yeah. (laughs) And they had to send down two of their like heftiest boys to to get me unstuck. And I just remember. They're like, bring on the biggins. (laughs) They like picked out two kids that didn't know each other. I remember the most embarrassed I'd ever been and also like scared. And I, I just remember getting out. And going right to my mom and her putting her arm around me and me walking away being like, we have to go because I, I need to like cry and like in private. Oh my gosh. Was there like a lot of people outside waiting or was it like yes, a big deal? The, the, ro- the ride like got shut down because of me. Oh no. And I was stuck in there. I'm not kidding. Like realistically, I know when you're in the midst of something, it feels like a lot longer, but I was actually stuck in there for probably over 10 minutes like so long that the ride got shut down because I'm still like mortified and upset when I think of it because it was just so so traumatic at the time. Ugh. Hypothetically, if they opened it again, because I don't know if it's there, if it's open, I yeah, been in Indiana Beach forever. Would you go down it now, or is it like too much memories? Like just weird. I don't know. I'm I'm like a scaredy cat of like everything now, and so I would just be scared in general to do it, and because it has that memory attached to yeah. it. I don't know. We'll have to do a podcast live from the black tube at Indiana Beach. <laughs> from Indiana Beach. <laughs> We're going to go to each location of our core memories. Oh, I'll, yeah. And every time I go back, I just, I don't even bother with that part of the, 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 
the amusement park because I'm like, nope, don't need to. <laughs> We're not going over there. I do have one that I think about a lot. And okay, a little kid, I was think I was in fifth grade because I remember the classroom I was in. And we went to lunch and I remember who I was sitting next to, perfectly clear, and he got his sandwich out of his lunchbox, whatever, whatever, and I thought I'd got my sandwich out of my lunchbox, so I pick up the sandwich and I eat a bite, and I was like, ew, like, who, like, why did my mom put turkey and mustard on a sandwich? I don't like this. He's like, you just ate my sandwich. I only took one bite out of it, but we're, like, in fifth grade, so you know, they're like, ew, cooties, like, yeah. I can't eat that sandwich now. I avoided him for the rest of the school year, refused to sit next to him in any context. I felt so embarrassed, and I think about it often. <laughs> when I was in elementary, actually, uh, my best friend's husband, he sat next to me, and I remember on Friday, fifth graders could wear flip-flops. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it was a big Hot deal. Stuff. I remember I got a pair of these pink platform flip-flops. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and they had, like, a little cutout in them and a bow, like, on like the thong of your toe. Did you ever toe? wear like a, a Bobby Jack t-shirt? Oh, hell yeah. Oh yeah, I ate that up. <laughs> with those like brown, like what are they called? Like gauchos, gauchos. or something? I, I'm like wearing gauchos right now. <laughs> those uh, like crocheted poncho things. Crocheted you know what I'm ponchos. talking about? Oh yeah. And they, oh, they were yeah. like basically triangles with like mm -hmm. fringed on the front yeah. of them. Yeah. And limited too. Uh, no. So many memories. Too chunky. Too chunky for there ever. <laughs> I only bought the candy. <laughs> And the Neopets. Remember Neopets? Yeah, Love yeah. those. I never got into those because I, I can't give anything my attention for more than 10 seconds. Should I'd still be into Neopets if they were. <laughs> you would. That is so I new. Know. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I was wearing these pink platform flip-flops and I was walking back to my desk and there was like the type of desks where your chair wasn't attached to the actual desk. And I went to go sit down. I don't, I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> I went to go sit down and like slid in these shoes and seriously scooted my desk like across the room and then fell into my best friend's husband's <laughs> lap. And I was just like mortified. And I remember the teacher just in front of everybody was like, yeah, you just won't wear those shoes anymore. And I was like, no. That's so embarrassing I'm though. so sad. Yeah. Aww. They're the best. You should have like leveled them up. Going throughout middle school, I remember like various, because I feel like middle school is when you're establishing like your self-esteem kind of, mm -hmm. because that's when things get weird. We you, said just becoming yeah, a person. You realize like, hey, I exist and like I need to look a certain way. Like you kind of get those weird standards in your head. And uh, I remember being picked on like various times not that I was an angel I'm sure I picked on other people mm -hmm. I mean kids are devils there was one specific moment I was with my best friends at that time which I still love them dearly they're great people but you know how it is in middle school like girls like to flirt with their boyfriends and being mm -hmm. the ugly girl the duff I was pretty funny and but I looked like a boy like Same. I looked like a boy had a baby with a big toe and like I just wore John's clothes John is my <laughs> oldest brother I wore his clothes just all through elementary and middle school I think I wore like basketball shorts and sweatshirts like, Same. literally all the time. And and that kind of bun where you would twist it upside down so it would be really spiky. Oh shit, yeah. That was me. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> so we're at like a sleepover at my friend's house and they have a certain boy on speakerphone and everybody kind of had a crush on this boy because he was really cute back then. And so they were like asking him to go through and rate everybody and of course they're getting nines and tens and I was like, my feet are sweating at this point I'm like shit don't please don't and of course they ask like okay now rate Maddie and he's like zero and they're like 
like, God damn it. Like, I was so sad. And I think about that all the time because that was just one of those moments where I was like, I'm ugly and I'm proud. (laughs) Yeah, he just told you your worth and you're like, fuck, fuck. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, who knew I would have developed eating disorders later? Oh, that sucks. Uh, Now I look back at it and it's kind of funny because whatever. But like at that point it was like, my life is over. Oh, I'm sure. I'm ugly. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. If, and like, no boys ever were like, oh, Kerrigan is cute. Never. I was oblivious that boys thought I was cute in high school until like, I graduated. And then I went, oh, you thought I was cute? <laughs> I had no idea. Like, married to a whole man and I'm still like, you think I'm cute or not? Like, I still don't know if I'm okay. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll get into... The romper story. Best story. <laughs> the dreaded ever. romper story. I this just happened three weeks ago now. <laughs> yeah. I'm still like I think of it and I just break my teeth. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and I immediately like snapped Maddie and told her it. And I'm oh I'm so embarrassed right now. Oh, it's still so fresh. So I like we said, I have a hundred different passions and one of them is sewing my own clothes. And I had made this romper out of a dress. I was very proud of it. I, you know, I knew I needed to, like, touch it up. And I was like, I'll get to it eventually. But not that day. I decided to wear it. It is very cute, though, for the record. <laughs> well, now it's a shirt. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just, like, burn it. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. I haven't worn it as a shirt yet. We'll have a podcast where we burn the romper. <laughs> Probably. We have a seance. We burn the romper. <laughs> oh, but so I'm wearing this romper and I run all over God's green earth. I run to like the next town over. I go yard sailing. I talk with a lot of people. I get home and I need to run to the ATM to get money out to go buy something at a yard sale. And I'm standing there and this fucking high school girl comes up to me and she goes excuse me ma'am first off that's embarrassing (laughs) and she goes excuse me ma'am you have a hole in your romper (sighs) and I'm like oh my gosh thank you and there's also a man standing one inch from me like using the ATM next to me and he like peeks over and I just immediately like turn my back to like did you just side eye your butthole? I did. I seriously suctioned that cup to the freaking <laughs> ice cream machine next to the ATM. And I, like, finished doing what I was doing. And I ran out. And I was like, Matt, get in the car. Like, we have to get out of here right now. And he's like, we, we're not done getting gas. And I'm like, I don't care. Get in the car. Like, I have to leave. Make him peel out of the gas station because oh, your butt's out. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned my butt was out. <laughs> Uh, if you could just, like, see me squ- just squirming in my chair. <laughs> so, yeah, this fucking 15-year-old comes up to me and tells me that my butt is out. And I'm not wearing underwear this day. <laughs> and I'm just like, if it would have been an old woman, like, I would have been much less embarrassed. Because, like, an old woman can walk out, walk around with her tit out and understand, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this young 15... 15- <laughs> Yeah, this young fifteen-year-old girl comes up to me and is like, "Yeah, I can, I can see your hole. <laughs> it's winking at me." Oh, <laughs> so yeah, we we get to the house and Matt's like, "Let me see," and I'm like, "No, no, I, I like I, I don't even want you to see. That's how embarrassed I am." And I'm like running up the stairs to go into our house, and he's like, "Oh no!" 
and I haven't even seen it yet. So I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> if I didn't want to kill myself before then, I did now. <laughs> oh. So at this point, could you feel a breeze now, knowing that it's there? Were you like, oh my god, it's open? I, I was just like so embarrassed that I was just like get in the house and like see see how bad it is. I get inside and I'm not kidding. It is just a perfect little peekaboo of my center of my butt crack. <laughs> and I'm just, oh, I'm still mortified over it. I'm not over it. <laughs> you hear this? Don't bring it up. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, In yeah. fact, don't even listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could just like fast forward like from 20 minutes to 27 minutes, that'd be great. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> oh. But okay, so I, I've got one more story with you, for you guys. May, do you have anything else before I give you a spiel? No. Go and <laughs> <think>. <laughs> Um, so this past week, as we established, I wake up super early for work. It was like four thirty and I was walking my dog outside and this van pulls up at the road across the way from me and he it was blaring music. And it sat there at the stop sign for a minute and I was like, okay, please turn. And it didn't. And I just was like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop walking because I'm scared and I'm not going to just put myself into danger by like walking closer to it. He turned off his music and then sat there for like another minute. And then I don't want to say he, I don't, I don't want to assume they sat there and turned off their music and just started to cackle crazy, I feel insane. Like it's safe to assume it's a man. <laughs> it sounded like a man. That's why I say so. But yeah, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm terrified. And so I'm going to make sugar sprint on this next road because, and then he, he pulled away. I was like, I'm going to make her sprint on this next road because if she doesn't, and this guy goes around the block, we'll be on the same road. I was just terrified at this point. And so I like make a run and then we get to like the next turn and I'm kind of hiding behind this set of stairs and it did. It went around the block and he pulled up and he sat at the road that I was originally on. And I just was like, oh no. And so I was like, Shug, don't move. Don't breathe. Don't let this person see you. I was so terrified. He pulls away and I sprint into our house and I go and tell Matt and Matt's like, why didn't you come get me? Why didn't you call me? Like, don't put yourself into that situation, you know, right afterwards, get into the car and go to leave for work. And he had went around the block again, but went up the next road, like as if I had walked, which it was our road. And like I had walked up that road, but I was just, you know, quick about it. And we ended up like following him in our car. And then I was just too spooked. And I was like, we, we have to leave. I can't. I'm too, I'm too nervous because he started to take like turn after turn after turn. So yeah, since then, <laughs> I just, Matt walks the dog with me and I carry pepper spray with me. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. You it, can never be too careful, I feel like, especially no way. as a woman. Yeah, and at like 4.30 in the morning, there's yeah. either you're going to work, so you don't have time to just... Who's laughing at 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Like, you should be dead tired, so yeah. that was a maniac, like 98% sure. And I've like seen the van since then, and I got it. Oh its, yeah, we fought, like, we went and we yeah, found it. We found it, and I got its license plate, license plate number, and so... If I get abducted, somebody check my notes. <laughs> it is titled Scary Van. <laughs> oh. That's who did it. Yeah. I did think of another one. Okay, do it. Okay, so I touched on this during my episode that I went through a period of time. It was kind of like, uh, it was a bad period. It was when Bruce and I, we worked together. I kind of like, I was pretty chaotic in this point. So I was like trying to travel a lot. I ended up going to Dubai and Nicaragua all in one year just because I was like, 
I need to, like, do things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it kind of helps me get my mind off of, like, whatever's going on. And so me and my cousin, who is, like, a year older than I, uh, we went to Nicaragua, and we stayed for, like, a week. And it was going pretty well, honestly, for not speaking Spanish. Like, we understood, like, the basic stuff, and we could ask, like, basic questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted, we got catcalled a lot because they're... It's not, like, a heavy tourist city, so seeing, like, a... A big white girl, because I'm like five eight, and everybody <laughs> there's like very small. <laughs> you know, they would they would cat call us a lot. But um, we ended up taking a chicken bus, which, for those who don't know, it's literally it looks like a school bus, but it is just packed full of people, jam packed. We took one and we went to go to San Juan. Um, that's like the number three like surf capital in the world or something. Mm-hmm. There was one man on this bus, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to San Juan too." He was from America. He was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he taught English down in Nicaragua, and he's like, yeah, just follow me, we'll get onto the next bus, like, it connects to a different one, and we'll go to San Juan. And so, we're like, yeah, okay, because, I mean, that's the only guy that speaks English, he said he knew what he was doing. Oh, what was that? Um, that just made me realize that Kaner got out of the house, and she's definitely upstairs in oh, your guys' apartment. Should we go get her? Well, we'll just we'll finish the podcast. Okay. Um, so we get off this bus, we go onto the next bus with this guy. It's going well, and then we realized hey, this isn't Nicaragua anymore. We accidentally crossed into Costa Rica. Oh, no. And we didn't have our passports on us because there's, like, a lot of pickpocketing there. That's something that our hotel owner, who was from Canada, he told us, hey, don't be carrying, like, a lot of valuables on you just because it's common that it happens, so just better be safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. So we accidentally go into Costa Rica, and then our bus gets pulled over, and armed military come onto the bus, and they specifically pull off me and my cousin and they asked for like our passports and we didn't have them so they take us to like their little like it's like a little base and they just have us there they need to get our information so we had to call the hotel owner and they had to go into our luggage and read off our passport and they're like yeah that's fine and so they just called a random car up with super tinted windows and they had us get in the car and they're like this guy will take you back and oh it was just God. some random guy, like, smoking a cigarette. And he's like, you guys want the ox cord? And we're like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God, that's so scary. <laughs> and but... the thing is, it's like, it didn't even, like, phase me. I was at the state of, like, numbness in my life where I was just mm-hmm. like, whatever happens, happens. And, oh, like, Maddie, you could literally just been getting... I am, like, the perfect sold into target sex trade. for, yes, for any sort of trafficking. Like, I could have been trafficked from the years of, like... 2013 to, like, 2016, I could have been trapped. Until, like, yesterday. <laughs> Until, like, last week, I was the perfect target, but no, hopefully nobody's listening to this that wants to traffic me. The guy in the van is. <laughs> He's cackling right now. <laughs> yeah. And that was just, like, that was when I knew, looking back at it, I'm like, man, I was just fucked up. And I wasn't, like, I didn't do drugs, I didn't do anything, it was just my mental health was in such a fragile, bad state that I was just oblivious to yeah, did not the care. danger you were in. Did not care. Wow. We ended up going to some random party on top of a cliff at a mansion in Nicaragua. It was like, it sounds like it wouldn't even be my life, but at some point that happened. And I'm like, it's so weird to look back on now. Yeah, that's why, that's why we got to get into your story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I actually think that is a good place to end it for today. So we can go find your cat. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you guys have been great. The feedback has been great. We have some guests lined up too. Yeah, um, so talk about their stories. Yeah, so, so things are getting interesting. Big things coming. Um, until next time, go follow us on social media. Uh, we are the Sad Sisters on everything. 
actually, we're the Sad Sisters podcast on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm Kerrigan is Sad on Instagram. And I'm Maddie Ebax on Instagram. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.